0: The fastest way to learn is through someone who's already done whatever you want to do. Fastest. And the fastest, fastest way to get expert knowledge is find a mentor.
1: All right. This is Sonny Tran. We're in a mastermind together. And I didn't know this about Sonny, but he is a real estate guy and a business builder serial entrepreneur. And we were talking before this about all the amazing things he's done in marketing and sales. He's a marketing and sales guy. And I hope to talk about his banking and finance background and how to land what he looks for when he's looking for, when he's looking at deals, analyzing deals and how to do proper lead gen and sales techniques within when finding distressed properties. So this is Sunny. Sonny, how many businesses do you own right now?
0: I own seven, seven businesses right now. So they're all kind of interrelated, which is like the cool part, but there's usually one domino that falls and affects and helps all of them. And right now it's real estate. So I'm looking right now to acquire real estate broker agencies. I'm looking to buy real estate companies or partner up with real estate kind of companies that are doing things to create more revenue for everyone.
1: You mentioned a CRM, you you built a CRM as well.
0: Yeah. So we actually have a CRM that we actually help investors and real estate agents like kind of dig in where they can actually keep all their contacts in place in order, and they can send messages out to their customers or leads when it comes in. We have it automated 100% where if someone fills out like a lead form, they go to a website through funnels, because I you know, do a lot of things with click funnels as well, that when they're doing that, it automatically generates lead and it sends it straight to your cell phone and it's inside the CRM, and it actually can make your phone ring the same time to filling out that form. So that's, what's amazing because in real estate, I guess lead generation is that when someone fills out a form, you need to contact them within the first six minutes, highest response rate. After that six minutes, 80% of conversion is over. You mentioned
1: uh, the resources. So somebody started off what kind of resources, resources, is he going to, going to want to have in his toolbox?
0: The fastest way to learn is through someone who's already done whatever you want to do. Fastest. And the fastest, fastest way to get expert knowledge is find a mentor. You can buy a program. Yes, you can learn how to do things and learn it yourself, but you had a mentor and also with the program because they'll, they'll give you knowledge, but you don't, know do, you don't know what the right and the wrong things are sometimes because you haven't went through it. Once you have a mentor, they'll walk you all the things that you didn't see and you didn't know, and maybe you can share some deals with them and then have them and split it and do it. If you're brand new, if you're an expert, find an expert who knows how to do things even better than you. And that's what I've learned. Everything I learned means through mentors. It's not through, it's learning a book and a program, but then I also do the mentor thing because I learn even faster that way and when you do it that way you're an expert just like how they're an expert and hey you're giving away some part of the deal percentage but you make more money that way because then you do this stuff yourself to an expert level because the problems you can face and losing certain deals could be in the millions. do you want to learn those mistakes when you have millions or you want to learn them now when you're not don't have a lot of stuff or a lot of money and those mistakes won't like crush you you know what i mean because before you even get started in real estate investing so those are the questions you want to ask it's actually that simple
1: now, lending, you really pick at somebody who's coming with you with a deal, not pick at them, but you really want to go through them and find, figure out if this is somebody you want to do, do a deal with. What are some things when somebody's bringing you a deal, what are some things you're looking for as far as gives you kind of the red flag you don't want to deal with them or gives you a good flag that, hey, are, are this is a good deal.
0: Are you talking about personality-based or are you talking about the statistics? Let's
1: do, let's, let's do both. Let's do personality-based. Somebody's brand new and they bring you, they're, they're coming with a deal. They have it on a contract. They want to close it, and, but they're pretty brand new at this.
0: Well, my first question is like, all right, did you comp it out? Yes, I did, all of these comps. What are the comps? You know, now, now I'm testing their knowledge as well. So what are the comps? And then they have to give it, oh yeah, they're comps i looked at. I was like, you don't have any report? We'll talk later. Why don't you get that done in your executive summary? And if they have the comps like, and then I look at it as like, you know, if you wanna be in the pace of the market, it's gotta be comps deals that close in the last 90 days. Cause that's how it is in mortgage lending, normal mortgage. Oh really? How did you get those comps? Okay, so they do their research on closed sales. Not, oh, it's listed for sale. Listed for sale is speculation. That's not a deal. You know that. So you're starting to see now I'm like going to, so those are the things I'm looking at. Like, how did you comp it out? and think, and then that's when I'm actually teaching them. I don't want to do it too much, but if they're brand new, if I like them. So before that, I go in personality. Are they doing the right thing? Are they just in it for the money? Or are they helping the person? Because my thing is like, hey, I'm an expert in a lot of these things. I don't want to teach like someone that's going to create problems in the marketplace to more, create more problems. And I'm a part of that. I never want to be a part of that. And that's the thing. And so if they're really good, it's like, all right, why did you want to get into investing? Is it the money of things for your family? Okay. So when you're learning how to do it, like, are you like trying to make the most money as you can? See, I'm asking those questions like that you can, or are you, you know, maybe trying to be like fair, but I'm not asking directly. I kind of get to ask it indirectly. It's like, look, here's how much money you can make from it. So when you did the deal with them, how did you arrive at the price you and them agreed? And they'll tell you how the psychology and the selling of it. It's like, huh, interesting. Okay. So what did they tell you? So I'm asking them the dialogue, the sales dialogue. So you see, why am I doing that? It's because I want to understand how they got it. And I was like, okay, so what are you trying to sell it for now? And what's your plan you know, on selling it and stuff like that? Because a lot of times some of them are listed, some of them they're wholesale and whatever. I got it on a contract. I want to get money so then I can do it. And then it's like, are you buying hold? Are you fix and flip? Or you know, one of those two, what are you trying to do? Oh, you know, are you trying to do the rest? Because obviously if it's really messed up which most you know, the deals in real estate investing is, you need like hard money or private money. Those are the types of monies that you need. And then you need rent And then after that, then what happens is you, you deal with that and then you do the next deal, which is regular conventional money. Once you get it fixed up and you have a rental contract in place, which is a normal real estate de- you know loan, unless you have it under an LLC, then you'd go commercial financing. So you're starting to see there's different financing and different grades of that. And then from there, it's like, hey, they do that. So initially, sometimes they get investors to front them because then the next question I ask them is like, So you need money to make the deal happen. Do you have money to fix it? Because depending on what type of deals, we may not be able to provide that. And then the next question is like, how much skin in the game do you have in it? Because I want to tell you, you want to do a certain deal? You have skin in the game that makes the banks feel better. I need 30% into the game. And it's like, of the purchase price. It's like, oh, it's worth this much ARV. Oh, we can do that. Those are different type of lenders. Those are like lawyers and attorneys. They'll charge you more money. They're going to give you all that. So that's fine that they can do that. So like, what do your contractor estimates look like? Where do they come from, your contractors? Who are they? You know, have they done deals before? Do you see what I mean? Oh, I'm gonna do it myself. This is your first deal. You're, and you're not, no, 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 no. I, we're, we're not gonna do that deal, that's too risky. Cause so what you're asking me is to put up our money, our investors' money and all this stuff to do. You never did anything of this, do you sound that? If you were the bank, what would you say, John? And you already know the answer. That was a question that I kind of, they are like, ah, oh, I wouldn't do it. So you see, that's why I'm giving you the framework on how you can do it. So these are the things I need. If you want more investors, to do it however and you have to put some skin in it if not you're going to get the highest interest rate possible because now we're talking straight to investors which are hard money and they lend it that way because they just want to make investment return on it but they want to know the question is their money safe so you have to do your due diligence locking the deal is only one thing now the next step is like oh man these comps and i show them the comps and the comps aren't there it's like you just made a bad deal then how are you gonna get out of it? I, I don't know that's your thing your deposit and stuff you need to talk to an attorney Oh, that's not my thing you know because I mean? then they are starting to ask me legal questions i'm not an attorney i mean a lot but i'm not that's not my thing i'm a lender i try to perform you, my function only
1: do you ever buy these contracts you ever buy these deals from people who come up to you i do
0: yeah i have <laughs> i do i have because what happens is that uh they can't do the deal no one wants to do the deal the lenders aren't going to do the deals i was like look i can do it here and you can make a little bit more money than what you're doing in this and I'll do it this way or we can partner in a deal, but here's what it is because then we're going to have to get the hard money and stuff. Now I have to put a down payment because a lot of times they have no money. Sometimes they find great deals they really have no money. You know, instead of and making like 500 bucks or a thousand or $1,500 or three thousand, whatever their price is. You know what I mean? I was like, you can make maybe 10 grand on it, but here's what we're going to do as partners. You need to do all this other stuff. So I have them run the project, you know? So then they're learning how to do it, but then they're also doing it because time is actually, when you're in my shoes, time is actually in the most, valuable asset it's not money it's not all these other things and how can you get more of your time working optimally so now all these guys have became other people are looking for deals for me kind of cool
1: so a lender would be a good it would be a good end buyer then or a good partner
0: yeah i mean it's actually a phenomenal partner and actually um i taught many people that are flipping like actually were like like actually professional flipping they they got to lending so i just gave you guys an inside secret now you guys need to use some of my stuff. But inside Seeker, it's like, hey, once you become like a lender, you're getting all the deals and a lot of the deals flow from other people from it. But do you have the money? That's the next question. You have to kind of get to that other point. So you can see, but if you're at that point, yeah, because I actually helped a professional flipper. So they did like uh, five, 10 million a year and they became just a lender. And from that, they increased their business to like 50 million because now they're doing lending and they're still finding projects and everyone knows them. And they're like, hey, and if their projects fail. Guess what happens? In hard money, you have deed in lieu of foreclosure, what does that mean? If the guy can't successfully flip in his name, you own the property for all you lent for. Wow. how would you like to get into a deal even higher and better with less risk and if they fail, you still get a return on equity? I don't know, I can't believe I just shared that one, so yeah, <laughs> but yeah that's a, that's another thing. But man, you're good at like digging information out. but yeah, so that that is actually a really great strategy, but you need to have a portfolio will probably you know, a good amount of money to be able to do that. But yeah.
1: Hey, real quick. I want to introduce you to my free daily newsletter where I give out free daily tips to real estate investing strategies, marketing, and sales techniques to keep you, the part-time investor, moving forward every day. So head on over to realestateaudios.com and you'll get a free report along with that free daily newsletter. So, I mean, even the portfolio of experience too, but to, to going back, to circle back, this goes back to finding people who've done it, mentee, being a mentee of them and working with them as a partner, learning under them. That's yep. how you can gain the experience of a brand new person you can, to bring a deal to you, to have the experience and the confidence to know you can do a deal.
0: Not just confidence. Look, speed. Instead of you doing one freaking deal, trying to figure out how the heck to do it, you do 10 deals because he's going to tell you, those nine deals are crappy deals. Go find other ones. Because they know how to make money. They're not doing it to waste their time either because now you actually leverage on someone that really knows what they're doing to help you make money faster. And from there, you're learning to be an expert like that mentor where now you can mentor other people to kind of do the stuff that you didn't know because you graduated knowledge. It's like a teacher. How do you become a teacher? I got to go to kindergarten, preschool. Then I got to go to high school. And I got to get a degree and all this stuff and then I become a teacher. Then I got to be a teacher sub. What are those things called? The teacher's aid. And then i be a teacher. And then what do I want to do? Principal. What do I want to be then? Superintendent. It's a graduation of all of that. So you start, and even a deal in real estate investing. Actually, it starts off like you have no money. You're a wholesaler. Then you graduate to buy and hold, buy and flip, actually. And then you have more money. What do you do? Buy and hold. Yeah. So in that time, then there's the next category. What are you buying? Single family homes. Now I'm buying multi-family homes. And what am I buying? Apartment buildings like Grand Cardone. So you start to see. Now what are you buying? I want investors. I want to buy apartment complexes all over the country you know what i mean and i want to get syndication get people's money so you start to see just graduations and everything and what's the best way to do what you want to do someone's already done it so self-education is one of the biggest things and i actually have a monster course i can help with that and then we have all these awesome bonuses with their own i guess your list i can probably put together and do a real estate like training on that or maybe give like a thing of our crm because our crm is actually it does gives a lot of value I would say it's worth like $1,200, $1,300 a month, and we do it for $497, you know? But it kills it because all you need is one thing. You don't need 50 different things and one software to do it. It does calling, texting, schedules your appointments for you automatically. And if people cancel, they text you back, it goes to the CRM, boom. It's like got an auto dialer on it. It can keep track of everything.
1: Yeah, so going back to the sales thing, and and this reminds me, high volume people who are wholesalers that are doing multiple deals a month, do they still have this this deep, intense sales? Like we we gave some some scenarios, we gave some role playing of of digging deep into a seller's mind and figuring out the pin, pain points. Somebody who's doing a high volume business, who's doing twenty deals a month, and you probably seen them. I don't know. I don't know how deep you go into these businesses. Are they utilizing these um, really intense appointments with sellers, or are they just? You know, just numbers game. They have a high, they have a low conversion rate, but they have a high numbers game.
0: So it depends, like what you mean by by deals. They say twenty a month. There's some people that do a hundred, two hundred a month. Okay? Right. Yeah. But they're not doing it by themselves. You need a team. So that's why when you're talking, I don't know, like what your community is, and whether they're teams of people, they're just people just starting out. So they have the team, but you have to kind of graduate. it. What I just described earlier is you just became a mentor. You just became part of a team, and you're one of their people that run out and find deals. But those people that are doing. Like the bigger deals, they've done it so much. They have so much wisdom and experience. They already know what, how much the cost and what the marketplace is in that market, what the value is and how much they can flip, sell, fix, all that stuff done already by just seeing how much do you did you lock the deal down. But in talking and negotiating, that's the skills that they need to teach other people. But they're doing it, but they're gonna probably do it the higher value ones, the ones that they think they're, eh, like they can flip for higher amounts of money. So they're putting their time into higher money made properties like maybe properties in a community like in philadelphia we have something you can buy for a hundred thousand dollars that you can sell for three or four hundred thousand with fixing that's the communities they might look at but they're not going to look at the thirty thousand dollar properties that you might be able to sell for a hundred thousand you know what i mean not their time but they're going to have all their people run out the wholesalers and find the deals and then kind of lock it under the key or have them lock it and make a phone call and kind of do that because I wouldn't go out and do things like that. Why? Because that's not my my thing. My thing is to help people financing. But I get high volume because I have lots of people coming volume to me too. So you're starting to see you have to create a system, and the system is what frees you. Just like when you go to McDonald's, do you think that high school year kid knows how to make a freaking burger? No. You hit a freaking button, and then the button. Now a lot of them they don't even know to do math sometimes, you know. So you hit the cheeseburger button and extra value It already calculates that in tax. And some of them now they have the machines that the coins come out. You don't have to count the coins anymore right after the machine. So you're starting to see it's a system is what saves you. So what you need to do is you need to learn from some of these gurus, they have different systems in place. And actually I work with some gurus too. I don't know they did the system for their own things, but they did systems for their teams. Why? To make more money. And the truthful thing is there's a lot of people who are making a lot of money and they're sharing it. So you just gotta kind of figure out because all the gurus are out there, they have different things. And what I think is best is like you kind of find your niche, but I will actually learn different systems and see what works for you because that's what's thing it's like hey everyone doesn't learn the same way like people to learn like the, this way podcasts you're talking other people need to see people to learn other people they need to write it down and read it and study it there's visual so it's the same kind kind of thing here so on those people do different modalities and figure it out but mentors the fastest way because now you get to ex- apply the knowledge in real world experience is by doing I don't mean to preach it but you know even God taught the greatest books in the And anything that's ever written is old. So in the beginning, they said, be fruitful, do multiply, and have dominion. And that's a God thing. And he's showing you that's a success path to be successful. What does that mean? Be. So who do you want to be like to be mentored like? Do. Do. Then your doing comes natural because the mentor tells you exactly what to do. The right things, not the wrong things, right? And then you will have what you want to have because your mentor usually has what you want to have already. You see what I'm saying? If you keep on practicing doing, you get frustrated because I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or not sometimes through a course. Why is it? Because no one's telling you like maybe you're doing the wrong way. And from Tony, so I don't mean to preach to Tony. He's got his four models. He's like, everyone believes they have potential. There's four squares here, right? It's potential. And an action leads to a result that you want. And then to the left is belief or limiting belief or certainty and uncertainty. And it goes back up to potential. We all believe we have the potential to do things, right? But is the right action and you don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to do it and get flipping in real estate, but I don't have the right course or anything. I'm just going to just do it by action. You're just doing the thing. You don't even know what you have to do in the right thing. Wrong answer. So that's why you need courses and training and stuff. But a mentor will get you there faster and you'll get the result that you want because you're not getting the results you want. You don't know what you're doing wrong. Did you make a million dollars in doing you know, real estate investing? No, learn from a millionaire. Fastest way to, to learn. So that's what I'm going to preach at you. And it goes back to a quote that Tony Robbins says too, because a lot of people, they get frustrated. And like you said, I don't have the money. It's not the, your lack of resources, but it's your lack of resourcefulness. And let me describe an example. The first deal that I ever did in flipping, it was like, it was like, okay, I had a deal. I did it with three people. One of them was a lawyer, professional lawyer. I'm the lender. And the third guy was an attorney, a real estate attorney. We did it together because they're a thing, but we had to put in money equally together. So the deal is in $30,000 to buy a house for hundred thousand dollars, right? And after we fix stuff, the com- market comes like 180, 230, right? So I was like, okay, that's cool. So we can do that. We all got into the deal. Oh my gosh, the house was really messed up. It was a short sale and they had an in with the real estate agent. It was one of those listings that he was the agent for and it was on the market recently. You know what I mean? And he gave it to us for us to kind of look at everyone else in the marketplace, put it there. And he was like, yeah. So, you know, then we just kind of bid but it wasn't like shown to like a lot of people because people didn't know because the, they didn't really post many pictures because it wasn't there. And some people saw the pictures really bad. They're like, ah, oh, I don't want that. It looks like it's really bad. But we actually were one-on-ones looked in it. The front door is beaten in. So you had to put a piece of cardboard there in the back door. It's Like, oh, that's fixed. I brought the contractor, which was my partner. He's like, we can get all this fixed about 20 grand. Cool. All right, so we know it's like 20 to 30 grand. We got the lawyer in to make sure that all the liens and all the problems were not fixed or they're addressable. Okay, cool. Well, it came up to the closest settlement day, like a week before the lawyer, because you know, lawyers are very risk averse, right? Was like, ah, oh, man, I can get the money in my bank. I don't want to do it. It's too much risk. It's all this stuff. And it's all messed up. What if someone falls and they sue me and all this? I was like, it's perfect. You're a lawyer. I don't have to pay $400 an hour to do it. It's perfect. You can mitigate. I was like, ah, but they're suing me now. And I'm like, what a lawyer. You know what I mean? So he bailed out of the deal. And then the contractor's like, we can do all this and make this happen, but I don't have the money. Do you have the money, Sonny? I was like, I can't do the equity like that. And you're not putting in money, bro. You got to put money and skin in the game. Cause that's the worst game in real estate. They have no skin in game. They don't care. They walk away, everyone else is left holding the bag. Not happening here. I was like, no, nah, man, I I don't know. I don't think I want to do the deal, bro. So then he pulled out too, but I got I I got the hard money finance because the hard money was like, he's worried because it's like at 15% interest, seven points. And I was like, Okay, so he's thinking it's like that's $15,000 in interest plus seven is $22,000. I don't like this deal. And I was like, dude, how you make money in real estate is not when you sell, is when you buy, you know? So I ended up buying it myself for 100 Gs. I cleaned it all up, you know? And then, you know, I was gonna sell it and the comps at the time were getting stronger. They're like maybe 250, 240-ish. And I was gonna to the same agent because he's the one that, you know, did the deal for us that, you know, that we got the deal. And I was like, okay. But what happened was it was snowing. And in Philadelphia, someone fell on the curb and some of the neighbors, because I build rapport of all my neighbors. So they're watching. Like someone fell and they took pictures. And I was like, you have insurance. I was like, I do have insurance because I bought insurance on it. Because you're, if it snows in Philadelphia, you have to remove the snow within like 24 hours. And it's been in that time for someone fell. And I was like, I don't think so. Maybe sometimes we do a land grab. So there's a corner lot, which had a lot of snow shoveling. And I didn't get to it because it was freaking like three feet of snow. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my gosh, that's the last thing I did. Now I'm dealing with lawsuits. This is the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. Now I was like, I got to sell this dang thing. I got to get this thing off the books, man. I don't know because they never, no one ever sued. And I had insurance. I was like, I got to get this thing. So now I'm in distress. Remember, now I'm in emotional disrepair. I was like, holy crap. The lawsuit could be like a hundred grand. Who knows? They had to take my to hospital because they, they brought the, the city police which is the city police is like they write you a ticket for violations of not shoveling. whatever. So they had them there. I know because the neighbor's like, dude, they have pictures and all this stuff. And I was like, unbelievable. So I went and I took pictures. I was like, look, I shoveled, I had salt. Maybe they fell. I I don't know. And I was like, man, this is terrible. This is whatever. I'm done with investing. I don't want to do this stuff. So then I, I, I put the deal up. A lot of people wanted to buy it, you know, so I had it for a hundred grand. All I did was I, I just cleaned it out, Cleaned out the dirt. And I wholesaled it for. I wanted 150, 160 because I knew the resale is like 240, 250, and I knew you only had to fix like maybe 20, 30 grand worth, right? So I had my numbers down pat. I just didn't know if I. I'm not a guy with a hammer, man. That was my thing. Never fixed. So that part I was una, unaware of. So what I did then is like I saw. I tried to sell a lot of people came. Professional, they'll give me 120. I was like, no, I bought it for like 90 plus my closing cost is 100,000. I was like, that's dumb because my closing cost. I'm not gonna do. I it. like, oh, we're professional. We can do this. I was like, literally, you know, I'm a lender and I can do it too. I'm just like, whatever. So it's like I started to learn other people's pitches, so that was kind of cool. I got to interview other. But finally, this other guy said, oh, he got me the emotion. My grandma, my mom lives in this neighborhood. I think I'm gonna move there and whatever. He lied to me. He bought it and he's like, I'll give you 140. One, I was like, all right, 140. You pay all closing costs. And I knew in my head because I'm a better deal maker than him. That actually was 5,000 closing costs, so that was actually 145. Okay. Instead of 150, 140 plus closing costs. I wrote down a contract and it ended up being 145. I was like, dang. I was like, well, yeah, that's how it goes, bro. But then what I learned is like, he didn't buy it. He bought it to flip it. He sold that property for $380,000. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? He lied to me because he sold it six months later. You know, he put on top end everything. And I was like, I don't know how to fix stuff. So that was my next problem. Wasn't whatever. But I still made 40 grand. Yeah. Doing anything? I held it for like two months. But I had to sell right away instead of fixing it and trying to get like two fifty-ish for it. You know what I mean? Because fixing wasn't my thing. But I still made forty grand. All I did was clean it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now going fast forward today, we talked a lot about sales. We talked about lending, and we talked a little about a little bit about lead generation before we got on this call. And um, you know, you do lead generation for people, right? For investors, right. and we talk about either door knocking or paid ads. That's the primary way that you funnel leads in. So door knocking, let's uh, like, do we just pick a random spot to door knock? How, how, how do you give advice for door knocking?
0: If you live in a neighborhood that can be renovated, then you get to know your neighbors and then you ask them, Hey, if you, so I'm gonna give you a really hot strategy. When you used to run our wholesalers in our, man, you get a lot of stuff out of me today. I didn't realize that. So, so what that is like, you like, and be like, Hey, all the neighbors, like, Hey, you know, anyone in the house is selling, I'm looking to buy to get my family in or something in the area because actually I did rent a house in an area that's strategic. Why did I do that? Because that's a renovated area, but there's still a lot of rundown houses in the neighborhood. And I know the rundown houses. is like, hey, is that neighbor selling? And you get to know them all. And then you're like, hey. And then what happens is, then it's like, hey, if you can find something like that, I'll give you $500 cash if I can get a deal done. What? Dude, I know this guy, I know this guy, whatever. So now they're running. I got other people there. are I guess in our industry or wholesaling, it's called bird dogging, you know? They're going out there to find properties for you. So they're door knocking, but they know the neighbors. And you can knock doors and get to know neighbors. Like, hey, are you looking to sell? I want to move my cousin or my aunt out of there. So that's the one strategy. Others is get other, be friendly with other people to know everyone in the neighborhood and offer them the way to do door knocking. That's how you add a speed to door knocking. That's the fastest, most effective way. So the other way to do it is you can do door knocking in the neighborhood by running ads to that neighborhood area. And you have to spend money. So we have a actually a proprietary method that we do send ads into it, and it gets a lot of distressed homeowners calling. But you have to answer the call within the first six six minutes of the lead, so we can run that. And what you do is you combine that with door knocking, and they're not like they're not answering. Then you still door knock, It's like, hey, did you get the did you get the email? And then you can add. So what it is is like it's like um, have you ever read it, The Art of War?
1: Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. you know when you get in war, you want to handle it in many modalities, right? So it's kind of like the army. When they're coming in, they call it a big strike. They're gonna come with the Air Force. They come with the ground troops of the army. They're gonna come with the Marines and they can come with a bomb and a missile blowing it up and helicopters, all kinds of stuff. So you can see that's what you're doing. So if you're running paid ads, you're running, hey, they're, they're on their Facebook or Google and stuff. You're running that. You're door knocking. Now you're doing that. What do you send postcards? So they know the area they do. It. Then you do bandit signs in the area so they can see the same phone number. But if you want to build a brand that way then build some type of brand and put those phone numbers or something like that so not all realtor i mean real estate investors do it because sometimes they want to know them as a person the strategy that's kind of like taken in shape in the last few years is like my dad buys houses or i'm sam i buy houses or john buys houses or whatever that freaking slogan is and you can do that and you can send postcards air and just litter it with that and right now with every door direct you can do that really cheaply in a zip code you know Send that, do bandit signs, but do the same branding. It's John buys houses or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And then you can go on the internet and do it. And then you can buy other websites. They're like, hey, distressed homeowners, John buys houses or something like that. And then have like, but you have to build a, a landing page. You have to have a you know, traffic source. You should have a Facebook page. You got to do a lot of things combined, but you do all that together. It's like the Air Force. Eventually you're going to win because you're bombarding them many different angles. And now they see the message many times. Studies show marketing, you need to see a message like 12 to 16 times for a register. Now they know who you are, you kind of built the brand. But then you have those guys knocking on doors, they're like, hey, I work with John, buy houses, and you know, I, he, someone must buy a house, I, you know, John, buy houses, buy houses, I work with him. Let's get lit. can you wanna have a conversation? Oh, I seen those signs. Yeah, I seen that on my Facebook. That means he must be real legit, huh? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how it is, because that's what it is. You're kind of delivering the message to whatever they wanna to listen to.
1: It adds the credibility.
0: Yes, yeah, and it's a campaign. Some people think right. I just run Facebook ads, and hey, I'm doing real estate marketing. No, not really. And I was like, but some people are like, hey, I just do bandit signs. And I'm marketing. Not really. But if you do it, everything and all this stuff going together, now you really are hitting it that same spot. You really are like they call in real estate farming the area. I just did
1: a a quick course on this and this exact the talking about utilizing Facebook with your existing list or your existing farm area, and so. It's important, I think, and maybe you can time in or correct me if I'm wrong, to know that if you don't get the leads from the Facebook, but you're getting calls from website, getting calls from your banner signs, it doesn't mean that the Facebook ads aren't working, right? Because you're that's doing true. the branding.
0: You can track them though. That's oh, the okay. Actually, with Facebook, with the website, when they go in it, with the banner ads, it can all be tracked in one thing. So I'm teaching this that with your, your non-marketers and stuff there. It's called a Facebook pixel. In Google, that pixel you can install in Google and it's called that with a Google tag manager where you can install both in one thing. So now you can operate as one. So everyone knows Facebook, but do you know they own Instagram? Which is almost all the traffic. And you know YouTube is owned by Google. So if you have that, you pretty much covered 90 something percent of the whole freaking world. And if they're doing that in the bandit signs and then they're going to that website and you have it directed, to John have, Buys Houses, it all can be housed there. And we have a CRM that can connect all of it together. You can see all of it. And you actually have a phone number connected to John Buys Houses. So when they call, they can get a recording or you can drop them a voicemail or you can call from it that shows John Buys Houses and they return the call. They're doing, it tags it in there and it knows the customer's phone number is tagged with a Facebook campaign that you did or it's faced with a website that you have that they already did that's connected with it. And now, you know, it's that customer that reached out to you. Before you called them, you're like, oh, they went on your Facebook. They filled out something. Oh, they were on Google and they did something. They checked out your YouTube video that you did on how to sell your house really fast. And we're helping people with that. So that's why you should use all the medium. So earlier, now you're talking about something else that's deep into my genius zone, which is marketing. You see, what I talked about different modalities. Well, that's direct sales. Now we're talking marketing. Well, now you're talking working your Google together with your Facebook, with your website, with your email, with your phone number with your videos that you're doing because you put on youtube google knows you know what i mean and now it's connected to facebook so you're starting to see now you're seeing where these people are and actually they all have reports they can run that can tell you what's going on if it's the same customer so now you can really track so as you, you know i know paul you're awesome at writing copy and direct response well this is direct response marketing you know what i mean that you know where the customer is kind of coming from the first time you've seen them in your funnel in your sales page so let me define funnels sometimes people get crazy on that so a funnel is just all this it is it's just a website that is kind of get one desired result what is it that you want in our business we actually want the phone number we may want the email too but you want the phone number you to talk to them because it's more emotional and more things can close to talking but you get the email too it's a bonus because then with the email and phone number, which is what we ask when we do our lead generation, we actually ask for your phone number and email. And if they give us a fake phone number, we still got their email. so We're following around in Facebook. We're following everywhere they go. So how would you like that? Have you ever noticed what, when you're on Facebook, when you look at QVC or you look at Pizza Hut, you're starting to see ads for Pizza Hut. How do you think they know? Because they tracked you. And you can do the same thing for these customers. Ah, I hope that hit you with an epiphany. When you know how to do that, you're now operating faster, you're operating more strategically like the United States government, right? That's strategic now, instead of just doing one thing. If you have it all work in one thing, now you spend one thing to do much. So imagine what you're talking to all these customers. What if you did a Facebook video that can explain this process to people before you talk to them to warm them up? And then you did give them another video to help them understand why it's best to sell now. Huh. Because if you have enough information, knowing that if you did your property deed search and did enough of your homework to be the correct thing. You'll know that it's coming on share of sales, It's on foreclosure or something like that. You know, who owned it before, you know, that all these liens are on it, or maybe they're suffering from that crushing debt and you know how to talk to them. If you did more of your homework in the back end, it's easier to close. So now we're getting to the sales, but then you turn to into the marketing. So that's a message that you want to convey on what you know about them.
1: I love that. Yeah. Are you ever a big proponent of, of building a list, compiling a list, you know, the, the stacked, that is a stacked list. Building is a big thing now. You know, putting together all these different, all these different motivated, you know, going through the title, finding all these notices, building a large list of people motivated sellers. Are you a big proponent of that? You know anything about that?
0: Yeah. So there's actually many different strategies to do these things. The best thing is to have your own list and produce it. But you can use others' lists, and if you want to do faster, instead of doing all your homework and research, our strategy that's the fastest way so you can get those lists, you load it into something, and you send the ads to it because they're gonna tell you they wanna do it or not instead of doing a stupid research and waste time because that's what it does, right? Remember earlier we talked about what's the most precious thing that you have in your life is time. So how do you know that? Well, a great man, his name is Steve Jobs, remember on his dying thing? What did he talk about? He was like, I, I, instead of me growing my company to do all this money and have all this money, I just wanna have more time in my life. And now I'm looking at the you know, dying years of it. It's like, I want more time and he can't have it. He, if he could give a billion dollars, which he had, to do it, he can and get more time. He would do it in a heartbeat, but guess what? That's not an option. So if that's the case, if you think about your lives, like, okay, that's the fastest way. You just go ahead. If you have some of these lists that you have, you don't need to build it, send it, send it to ads, get the marketing people to do their thing, run it. And then the people raise their hands what they want. And then you can start doing your research from there. And that's the fastest way because it's time. Cause now you can get to that motivated seller today, in the next minute, in the next hour, tomorrow, because you're giving them messages they want instead of trying to put up a sign. Maybe they'll see your sign. Maybe not. Maybe someone will knock at their door. Maybe not. But I'll tell you what. There's three billion users on Facebook. Do you think these people have Facebook? Do you think they're on Google? Let me ask you a question. Who has a dumb phone now, or do most people have smartphones? So okay.
1: So you're saying uh, build an audience on Facebook right now. That's which that, is that what you mean by building a list? Start building an audience right now.
0: Yes, yeah, you can build an audience. You can have audiences actually. You can already kind of have audiences that are homeowners and stuff like that. There's, and there's a list that you can buy and then you can add that into Facebook and it can file and then you can market to that list in a way because instead of sending emails and stuff out, sometimes people don't read email. You can send it to the list and you let Facebook do its job. What I'm actually amass at is lead generation. And I'm gonna tell you, you let Facebook do all the heavy lifting. Why do you wanna do all the work? You let them do it. It costs money, sure, it costs money, but whatever. But it's the fastest, fastest way And then what happens is people raise their hand and they want to sell, you get through all this BS, you know, oh, they want to sell. Now it's your question is like, now you can do your research. What's the point of researching a shares list of like 500 properties? You go there, you're going to lose all the bids and you don't even know what's in it because you can't go inside them. And then maybe you might be lucky because there's other people bidding against you unless you have deep pockets. You're not outbid everybody, which if you're like new in investing, do you really think you're gonna outbid guys with like billions and millions of dollars? You're not that's the reality. So it's a dream. Stop dreaming and start implementing, doing stuff that's going to be actionable. That's why door knocking is actionable. You're knocking on people's door. That's all That's people do that already. That's a known welsh. Since everyone knows it, do you think it works? It worked. But if everyone's doing it, everyone's doing the same thing. Like the guys I worked at, everyone knocked on their door. Everyone done all these things. Why did my thing work? Because I treated them like a person. Knocking on doors is still the best strategy because it's personal. You can, they know who you are. People only do business with people they like, they know and they trust, right? They don't know who you are. All you gotta do is like, you know, they can't trust you yet, you have to prove to it. So it's like, boom. But if they kind of see you a lot, they're starting to build trust in their mind because of all the ads and the marketing. If they start to, and they're like, hey, you've done something for someone else too. Now if someone refers you, now you got the trust that's transferred. All you gotta get them to do is like you. It's so easy. You know what I mean? Why? Because you're trying to do the best thing for them. If you're one of those guys that are trying to rip people off, it's hard because you're trying to scam people and they pick that up. You know, Our bodies are millions of years of evolution now. They pick up things right away. And now why do people not like car salesmen? What are they trying to do? Sell you lemons. Do you wanna buy lemons? No. Why the business model in car sales? People have the prices already, it's already named. People already know what they're buying, they're gonna go and they're gonna do it. They're doing internet shopping. You're, Can you give me that price? I'm gonna come in and do it. If not, I'm not even gonna come in because I don't want you to sit there through an eight hour long presentation to lower the freaking price and something. So you can sell for more money because people don't want to do it that's why when you ask people it's one of the worst experiences ever buying a car you know what i mean you see the difference but real estate is the same thing you know what actually that's also one of most people's painful things but not buying real in that in the sense of your thing in my world is getting a mortgage and all that because now because of the mortgage crisis in 2007 which is why i got into the mortgage business i was an investor all the way to then why did i have to do it because there was no mortgage bonds to trade that was a crisis of real estate and this year it's looking pretty bad because look at the restaurant business. If a lot of small businesses represent most of America, eighty percent, and oh, out of that eighty percent, maybe a good thirty to fifty percent of them are restaurants, and they don't. Fifty percent of the restaurants you know today don't exist because of COVID. Things have changed. Do you really think people are going to look to buy properties? What's the best strategy to do? Dean Graciosi gave me this because I actually did an interview with him. So you want to find it? I have it on YouTube. He's like, "What's the best thing to do?" Now, in the housing market, he's going to tell you, he already did this framework way back in the 80s and the 90s is that you wholesale. You don't buy and hold. Why? Because when property's going down, you're going to lose more things, more tenants. And as you know, COVID, some people aren't paying their rent and they legally don't have to. That's a problem. You know what that means? Homeowner landlords are trying to sell their property. Wouldn't they love you to take that burden off their shoes? Nah, I just gave you another thing, rent rolls. So you see that's if I was really focused on investing in real estate, which I'm not doing as much, now I'm mentoring and teaching people and I'm doing ads for our investors because a lot of investors are doing it for that. Some of our investors, I work with one of my partners, they spend $50,000 a month in doing ads. 50000 just in ads. That's not paying us either. On top of it, they got to pay us too, you know, yeah. which is in the thousand. So I'm going to tell you that. But 50000 just paying Facebook. So you're going to tell me they're, gonna buy, they're buying everything.
1: That 50000 how many leads is that buying? for them. Thousands, thousands.
0: they have a whole team and a company and things like that. And they have professional people to pick up the phone and their closers, hardcore closers. And then they have their systems of models that, Hey, they have all these comp, this is a house they send in their machine and it spits out what they think the value is. And they have their proprietary models. Like, Hey, how much cost to fix it? Cause they own their own construction companies. So you see that's a system. Remember we talked about McDonald's, you your new investor You want to be a part of this system somehow and start learning how do the gurus do these things. And some of the gurus are teaching it. They have a piece of it. but They don't have the whole machine. So who do you want to learn from? Someone is doing all of it. Those guys are really, they're probably not even mentoring it. But you know what? That's kind of like the type of people, the source. Other people can do things better than you. And then you can learn from them for that. But that's what I'm just saying. Like there's people doing that. And a lot of those guys are doing those big, bigger numbers like that. They're kind of not really like mentoring, but if you work for them, they may because they want to make more money, you see, in their processes. You'll find out who they are. I think you know who they are in your marketplaces. Like, who is the monsters in my area? That's who you want to learn from. Oh, I'm doing 10 deals. They can mentor you. That's cool. They'll teach you how to do 10 deals. Remember, you're a student of whoever's teaching you, the best that they can do. I learned from Grant Cardone as my mentor. Why? I don't know how to do billion dollars of sales. Building funnels. I learned from Russell Brunson. I don't know how to do a million dollar funnel. You know, but I learn, I'm learning cause I didn't do it yet, I'm right there. But you see what I'm saying? That's how you learn, fastest way. I went straight to the guru, not the coach or the coach. There's something I could do, but it's too slow for me. But how, what does that cost money? To hang out with Russell Brunson was $30,000. That's just for the training program. All the trips combined, I spent like $70,000, 75000 We went on a cruise, it was awesome. But to shut down all my business, going to cruise for like six days. That cost me more money than what the cruise fees were. And the cruise fees are like, it was like 15 grand or something, 20 grand. You know, so you kind of see what I mean? All this stuff on top. So, but you know what? Best time ever. I networked and I helped people and now I'm helping some other people like sell Rolex watches. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I can help you do that. I was like a Rolex watch is like 30 grand, 20 grand. I think the watch I got from ClickFunnels is like 2000. I love it. I love this watch. (laughs) But I mean like, because it's like, hey, I'm in. You know what it cost? It didn't cost 30, $32,000. It costs like a lot, whatever, <laughs> $75,000, $80,000, whatever. And I still pay ClickFunnels today, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Learn from your gurus and be it. But you know why I learned from him? It wasn't because of all the strategies and stuff. It's also because he's a kind person and he taught me how to give back to people. And that's kind of why I'm doing things like this now. Because actually I charge $1,000 an hour <laughs>
1: from
0: people and mentor them. So, you know, so I'm telling you, that's kind of what it is.
1: Love it, man. What else
0: can I give you to serve? You know,
1: well, Sonny, I, th- I think you know, we've talked a lot, man. You gave a lot to my audience. I think we'll, we'll call it good right there. I mean, how can people reach you, Sonny?
0: I have sonnytrans.net that can send to a lot of places. I have Financial Sunny on Instagram. We have uh, software coming up. I think one of the things that we're promoting right now is the predictableleadflow.com. It's just to teach people how to get leads themselves. We're actually giving the software away for, for six months. So you're saving thousands of dollars just to get it. And we are coaching and mentoring people how to get leads. It's what, six weeks that we're gonna do, so live question and answer. So you're gonna get my time, my webinar person's time, which they charge $50,000 to do a webinar. We have a copy person that also will help professionally build funnels and he charges $15,000 to do things. So you're getting all this genius. For a pretty small fee, and we're teaching how to how to do generate leads. I think the headline, and you like headlines, since you're a great copywriter, is like, "Hey, what what was it?" Now I forgot the headline. Gosh, now now I'm kind of mad at myself. How a 39 year old former banker generated you know tons of leads, you know, or made twenty thousand dollars. I think, yeah, twenty thousand dollars in a week. So I actually did do that through one thing to customers that I know. But yeah, gosh, it's been fun. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'll have a, a, uh, you know, we'll have a, a better way to reach out to you, and your and your CRM as well. I'll give the I'll give the uh, the URL. You, you the
0: end of it, my... So to your audience only. So what I do is normally we only do a fourteen day free trial. I will do a thirty day trial, but they have to kind of reach out to you on that of the CRM if they really want to test drive it. And then we're gonna have it with the templates of exactly what we do for real estate investors. We're going to do one campaign. We're not going to give you all the campaigns because it's on a trial. That's for reserve for our people that are really actually in our program, you know, and we can do that. And I'll talk to my partner about it, but I said yes to it. So pretty much, I'm 50% of the other partnership of the other, because actually I own many CRMs. I don't own one, but this one's particularly for real estate.
1: Awesome, man. I appreciate that, Sonny. All right. Thanks for having, uh, for being on, man. I really do appreciate it.
0: No problem, man. Thanks guys.
1: All right, that's a wrap, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please go ahead and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use. It really helps me keep producing these. Just search for the Deals Today podcast in your podcast directory, podcast app. So if you're not on my daily email newsletter and you want to be and you want to receive the free 40 Days to Find a Deal seminar go ahead and go to realestateaudios.com slash flipping. Again, that's realestateaudios.com slash flipping.